podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock, Damian Anderson, live here on Black Monday. We went live earlier. We've got some new information to share. But, gentlemen, welcome to Black Monday, where the Arizona Cardinals appear to start a new chapter with their franchise as Michael Bidwell took to the media to address the firing and the dismissal of head coach Cliff Kingsbury and general manager Steve Keim, who stepped away uh, permanently. But, D.A., we didn't have you on the podcast earlier today. Bo was at the press conference firing heaters at Michael Bidwell. Your initial <laughs> thoughts and reactions to Keim and Cliff being out of the Arizona Cardinals franchise? Well, I think it's understandable, Johnny Bo, just given the 4-13 and record, the underdevelopment of Kyler Murray, and the money spent this offseason and you want to see the fruits of your labor offensively and you have a, a offensive coach that's or offensive head coach that's supposed to 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 you know mesh well with the with the quarterback situation and that just hasn't gone well plus the distractions off the field you understand why michael made the decisions that he did he dropped some baggage right I, michael bidwell dropped some baggage that was kind of holding this organization back and you know, we've had a couple facelifts for this team, but I don't think anyone that's going to rival this. This is, you know, I, I like what I've seen from the chat as far as Bidwill. He's out on his own, and he's he's lost his buddy, Steve Keim. Steve Keim, he offered his resignation officially, according to Bidwill, last week. The general manager, who in 10 seasons, yielded one playoff win, a thriller against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, but outside of that, you know, we've seen a couple double-digit wins, and brought some excitement to the Valley, but nothing like where you could hang it in the stadium and really be proud of it and throw a parade about. And I think that's at the end of the day, what Michael Bidwell wants. And there's a couple of things holding him back. I mean, and, and we've said this several times, you don't discredit Cliff Kingsbury, the human being, but as far as his ability to lead this team to the next level, I think everybody who is skeptical of that, they are validated this season. And then Steve Kime, I mean, it just wasn't enough as far as constructing this roster and the fact that he was kind of gifted Kimes resignation and then make the tough decision on Cliff Kingsbury and is willing to absorb that contract. It should speak volumes to this fan base that, look, he's learning this thing as he goes. He's made his mistakes. He's not a per he's not perfect by any means and he can still make mistakes. But hope uh, it, it should be there for the fan base to, to get this thing right. Two things that I think we want to continue to emphasize because there was some confusion until Michael Bidwell took the podium. Cliff Kingsbury did not resign. It was not a mutual parting of ways. He was fired. He would still be the head coach of the Cardinals today if he was allowed to be. Michael Bidwell said tough decisions had to be made, and he coupled that in with some injury stuff, but it, basically they didn't win enough games. And Michael yeah. Bidwell said as much, and that was great to hear. And then doubling down on, you know, uh, Steve Keim is not with the franchise anymore. I think there was some uncertainty. People thought he would linger around. He would be back in another role, but still meddling. No, no, no. He, his time with the franchise, with the Arizona Cardinals, is done. Put a bow on it. Steve Keim, Cliff Kingsbury do not work the, for the Cardinals anymore. That's important to, to classify. Because I think yeah. there was this morning, it was like, yeah, he's still going to linger around a little bit. No, that's done. And Cliff did not opt to walk away from the money he was going to be paid. And he's going to be paid handsomely. And, and that'll continue should he get another job. I mean, the, the new team would inherit a lot of that money, presumably. But all that to say, those those past executives, coaches, they're gone. And now starting anew with Michael Bidwell today, Bo Brock. And I think 
the number one takeaway I had from that press conference today, watching it, you're, you're zinging heaters at Michael Biddle left and right. Kudos <laughs> to you. We bring it here on PHNX Cardinals. Respect. Number one is I listened to a man that for the first time, and I could be proven wrong on this, is open significantly more so than years prior to outside hire. I love the line about I'm reaching out to GMs and executives I respect around the NFL who are the best and brightest youngsters that are up and coming executives, GM candidates that we can interview, mm-hmm. with cultures that we can emulate. Now, they did interview Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson already, so you can check those boxes. But man, oh man, Bo, it doesn't seem like they're going to stop there. That was so refreshing to hear from Michael Bidwell today. Yeah, he said cast a wide net, right? He said we're going to cast the widest net we possibly can, and it's ruling out you know, what the main speculation has been even before Cliff Kingsbury was fired that they were just going to go internally like they've gone for so long. DA, as, as you pointed out, since 94, they haven't had an external candidate for a GM uh, with this organization. So I, I, I see it as this, guys, is an opportunity for Michael Bidwell to get his groove back. He just yeah. got to – I mean, we wish the best – for Steve Kime, uh, as far as his health-related issues that are keeping him away and what ended up having him decide to resign from this team. But Michael Bidwell is getting out of a toxic relationship, one that held this team back for far too long, even with a franchise-caliber quarterback that they were finally able to get right. But now Michael Bidwell is learning on his own. It's like he's, he's single and ready to mingle and learn some things about himself and the organization, and it should be exciting, right? I mean... This is a guy who's who's very intelligent. This is a guy that has the will and want to to win. He just hasn't been, you know, by who he surrounded himself with, put in the position to do it. He's gonna. He, it sounds like he's willing to delegate. He's willing to spend money, and that's exciting. And uh, you know, already starting to uh, look at some candidates. We heard from Bidwell today. They asked, you know, you know, how quickly should we expect this process to go? Does he understand the sense of urgency? And he basically said, yeah, I, I do understand that. And, you know, despite, you know, Sean Payton, according to the NFL, not being able to talk to any teams because he's under contract with the Saints uh, until January 17th, a week from tomorrow, they, they do understand that there's that sense of urgency. I'm not going to get into details of uh, any of the candidates we're, we're reaching out to other than to acknowledge that uh, I've done the two interviews with uh, or one with uh, Adrian, one with Quinn. Oh, yes, there's an incredible sense of urgency. Oh, yes, there's an incredible sense of urgency. And uh, believe me, I've been, uh, uh, like I said, on the phone and exchanging texts and messages and phone calls and, uh, and getting the input of um, a lot of folks and trying to get a 360 degree view of a number of candidates. And we're also not done looking at it. Um, you know, there is no fixed list at this point. I'm trying to throw the, the net, cast the net as far and wide as I can. Chef's kiss to that, baby. There's no <laughs> fixed list. This isn't set up for internal candidates to pluck these jobs. Hot damn. That's a great quote, Damon Anderson, from the owner of the Cardinals. Who knows that this team does not need internal candidates to be able to fix it. They need to go external elsewhere to see how it's done and man we're going to get into the list of the guys that they're potentially bringing in but what do you feel like this is a new michael bidwell that we're seeing right now 
I, I think that honestly, he's forced into this situation, guys. Like, yeah. I mean, re, you know, in the reality, we talk about, you know, how mag- magnetic the, the game of football is and how everybody could see it and how you you get it almost immediately the pulse of the fans, right? So, yeah. not having that successful season, it's all past practice. We, you saw what happened at other ball clubs, coaches getting released within their first season. And it was just a matter of time. I think Michael May did his due diligence, saw that this wasn't trending in the right direction, and I'm sure that that could be seen in maybe ticket sales, right? I mean, yeah. whether it be their their fan account and how people are interacting with the organization, and when people start to walk away, you've got to start paying attention. And I think that he did his due diligence by interviewing Q and Adrian, but I think that he's at a point where he's either going to be comfortable with that and maybe they're a complete 180 but I think it's a culture change where they need discipline, accountability, and someone that's done it before, right? Someone that has a proven track record. Because we could talk about Q and, and, and Adrian, right? But in, in terms of success, how has that transpired? You know, how is that formulated for the Arizona Cardinals? We haven't seen that yet because it's always been tied to, as you mentioned, Bo Steve Kime and the one playoff appearances in the last ten years. Yeah, no doubt about it. it, it it's and, and the cool thing about this is, you know, Steve Kime uh, or Steve Wilkes in 2018, when they were fo- facing a, a co- head coaching change, it was like Steve Wilkes at the time, given the, 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 the I guess what he was dealt roster wise, he just couldn't compete. Right. This, this team needed to go a different direction that he wasn't at that level yet. And then you, you bring in Cliff and you can't deny like the, he was a decent coach. Right. Yeah. And with the move today, it was that Michael Bidwell was saying we're not like the ceiling for Cliff was mediocrity, right? Right. Average results, a playoff yeah. appearance, not competing in that playoff game. Um, that Mike Michael Bidwell is willing to absorb the contracts and, and take the hit money wise because he and the organization are now no longer going to accept mediocrity. They're mm-hmm. not going to hang. Hey, we got second place in the NFC West banners and had a playoff appearance at, at State Farm Stadium. Yeah, and I think you look at this season and for all the people that want to <laughs> bitch and moan about injuries, like I get it. Michael talked about it today, but he didn't use that as an excuse. An excuse would have been bringing everybody back and saying injuries were the reason we were 4-13. and 13. We're moving forward with the, with the current regime. I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle of you're not as good as 12 and 2 last year, and mm-hmm. you're probably not as bad as 4 and 13. You're probably a six to seven win team on average with Cliff Kingsbury. And now we know that that's not good enough. In a division with three Super Bowl caliber head coaches, presumably McVay, if he stays, Kyle Shanahan, Pete Carroll, that routinely the standard is not playoffs, it's win playoff games. And that's what the Cardinals need to do. We need to have the standard with our division. He kept talking about winning the NFC West and the standard within our own division. Well, to do that, you have to have a Super Bowl caliber head coach. I believe that, or somebody that you think, D.A. and Bo, that can blossom into a Super Bowl caliber head coach in D'Amico Ryans. That was never going to be Cliff Kingsbury. And I think that what Michael Bidwell told you today was we, we, we've, had, we've had a point where he's a hard worker. We appreciate his contributions. It's time to get an upgrade. And I... With all due respect, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because I feel like it's disrespectful to Vance Joseph. That's not Vance Joseph. And the people that are putting that out there, that, that's coming from the Cardinals. That's a little bit of, of propaganda, in my opinion. And and Michael almost let it slip during the discussion today. They 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 are, are going to meet with an internal candidate or they already have a third person. That was Vance Joseph. Whether that's taken place or not, probably it's, that's 
probably upcoming. What are you doing this for, Bo? What are you? No, I think that no, I'm not. I'm agreeing with you. I mean, do okay. you remember? Do you remember when BA walked away when he retired? Remember yeah. who the, the the number one candidate was? Anybody Ray remember Horton. who that was? Or no, no, no. It, it was James uh, Betcher. It was James Betcher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That he didn't have, come close to the, that job, right? And we have. And here, how about this? Don't believe what people are telling you on the Twitter streets, unless it's us right here. <laughs> Look to Vegas, friends. Look to Vegas because we have some bovado odds. Via Vegas that I put out on my Twitter. I think we have a graphic for this, by the way, of the potential next head coach, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this is incredibly early, but let me pull this up here. So Vegas right now, as I'm clicking too many buttons, one more time. There it is. <laughs> Double dip in here. Early odds to be the next head coach, the Arizona Cardinals. Does anybody see Vance Joseph on that list? No, <laughs> because Vance Joseph gave up the second most points in the NFL this year. Let's be serious. Come on. And again, I'm not I'm not ripping the people who put that out there because it's reputable, but I'm sorry. The Cardinals job, it's a good job. Go get a big boy head coach. Of course, number one on the odds list, Sean Payton at plus 225. Shane Stetchen, I believe, of the Philadelphia Eagles. How about D'Amico Ryan's a plus 300? I'm not a Dan Quinn guy, but plus 325. Then you've got Ben Johnson, Jonathan Gannon, Eric Bieniemy. That's the cream of the crop. That's who you should be interviewing. On top of, I don't like how Jim Harbaugh's not in that list. But that, that to me, Vegas is telling you, those are the major players right now. Until we hear otherwise, that the Arizona Cardinals should and will consider and will attempt to interview. But I love the mindset, gentlemen. And Michael Bidwell kind of alluded to this. The preference, unless you go out and get a Sean Payton who presumably could pick his own GM DA, the preference is let's get a GM first so then I can maybe step back and let the GM pick the head coach because that's how it should work, right? Presumably, unless you're getting a Kyle Shanahan, a Savant, an A-plus coaching prospect, a Jim Harbaugh, kind of, the Broncos are doing this off to the side because they got their GM already. The Cardinals are going to do GM, head coach, and proceed. And so I love the mindset of luring somebody away from a winning franchise, a la San Francisco right now, and then letting them go court the head coach. I think you're going to have much more success doing that than just Michael Bidwell kind of doing his own thing. Very, very impressed. Or, or, Johnny, you get a guy like Sean Payton who understands the, the right. complexity of the game because he did say in the press conference, you know, it would be ideal to get the GM first and then get a head coach unless it's a guy like Sean Payton where you could understand like, hey, Sean, Sean's buying the groceries and he's cooking too, right? So, <laughs> I, right. Mean, I mean, I mean, that's just what it is. So, I mean, on that list, I mean, the, the names that jump out to me is a Sean Payton because you all always have to account for Kyler Murray. Anytime that you give a, a player $230 million, he's going to be an integral part of what you do on Sundays, right? So, and then you get a D'Amico Ryan's. Obviously, that's going to be a turnaround with the defense. But yep. how do you tie in with Kyler? How yep. does that re how does that relationship uh, foster, right? Because you know that that's going to be important to this team. I mean, when you pay that much money and you invest that much money, he has to play a major role. And and, and Cliffy, I mean, I mean, I mean, in MJB even talked about him being involved in this process. Yeah, I mean, and let's get to that where Michael Bidwell actually today. He was talking with the media and they asked about Kyler Murray's involvement as far as this coaching search. And this was uh, Mr. B's answer. Well, uh, we're in communication and, uh, and and we should be talking later today. We texted and, and either today or tomorrow. And so absolutely want to get the input of uh, our leaders, uh, including Kyler, and spoken with uh, a number of leaders already. Did you guys hear that? He's hip. He's cool. He texted Kyler. There you go. He, he's down with it. He's here, hanging here, out hey, with the young Joe, kid. 
you're joking, but here's what I like about that. <laughs> there have been reports from the national media trying to paint a picture that Michael Bidwell does not like Kyler Murray. You know who's the last man standing right now? It's not his buddy Steve Kime. It's mm-hmm. not his head coach Cliff Kingsbury. It's K1. It's Michael Bidwell K1. That's all we ask for during the season. Be the last two standing. But Kyler Johnny, Murray, be, Johnny, be honest with yourself. Like, just just throw it out there. Roughly seven million, seventy million doesn't compare to two thirty. Right? Well, I know, so but like, has, so he has to stick with Kyler versus. Well, good. Cliff make it, Kyler. but make it work, right? Text well, him, make it work. Involve him. Text be, him. be a thought text partner. Him. Well, text it, him. Shoot him. It, in it empowers. It empowers him, right? It, it right. makes him feel like he's he's a big part of this, and and that's great. That's what people want, and to see him take a step forward as far as the leadership, but it also. It put it, it. He doesn't have a whole lot of wiggle room if he's involved as far as who's the next head coach, and he and he signs off on it, and then you know three weeks into next season things aren't going well, and he's like, well, I don't like the the guy who's telling me what to do. It's like, well, you 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 signed off on this. You like this yeah. guy. You told me yourself. So I, I think that it, it helps uh, Bidwell and the Cardinals kind of hold Kyler Murray accountable as far as who's the next head coach because. You know, it, it excites me, the idea of, of a leader coming in that can kind of put the clamps down on Kyler Murray, that, that can help, you know, uh, just kind of start to continue that development, especially on the leadership side of things, to where he can take that next step because uh, it wasn't coming from the previous regime. And I think Kyler's taken so many shots and arrows, and some of it by his own accord, right, and his own omission and, and mistakes maybe that he's made. Um, but I think you need a new GM and a head coach to prop up Kyler Murray. And, and to be thought partners and supporters of Kyler Murray, like the owner did today. And I know a lot of people say that, your baby and Kyler Murray. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, we had Josh Weinfuss on this show. They didn't talk. They didn't have a relationship. They had to use the quarterback coach, Cam Turner, as a buffer. You need somebody that's going to get on the same page and say, Kyler, you don't need to play hero ball anymore. We're going to build this stud tank of a franchise of a roster and you're going to come in and you're going to be a key part of it at 230 million dollars but you're not going to be asked to carry us and put on the superman cape like you did in you know fall of 28 of 2019 those days are over especially now coming back from this acl and i love the line from michael bidwell basically saying we got basically our ass kicked by a third string quarterback yesterday but the roster was so good enough it didn't matter that it was brock Purdy, right and And yes kyle kyle shannon can elevate right yeah. It's like get get somebody in here that can fortify this roster. So when K one's not not healthy, Da and Bo, they can plug and play. But then once he's back, you can really take off. They're not going to be as Kyler dependent, I believe, moving forward. Yeah, I think his, his his point about you know Brock Purdy, you know, having a day as Mister Irrelevant in the draft yeah. uh, and having all that success was a testament to the, the how the roster was built in San Francisco. And we'll get to some of the candidates that they're going to interview in, in San Francisco is going to come back into the conversation, but he sees that he's like, Hey, we, we got our ass beat by a, a backup quarterback and you're seeing it all around the league. They, they benefited from having a skilled backup quarterback last season when Colt McCoy was, was firing and, and went and going two and one for this team. Like it's because the team itself, you know, all, all the pieces from one to 53 were, were executing at a high level and it, it takes talent to do that. And it, it takes, players being uh, paying attention to the to, to details. And um, that's what the Niners have. And I think that Michael Bidwell kind of covets that a little bit, DA. Guys, it, it's it's front, front line, offensive line, defensive line. You saw yeah. that. They dominate the line of scrimmage. And when you have that ability to have depth on the offensive line and defensive line, it bodes well the latter part of the year, right? We talked about Shanahan extensively. But I just want to touch on Johnny and, and Bo, this contract 
you know, issue with Kyler, right? I think yeah. it's good faith for Michael to involve yeah. Kyler in this process, given what's happened in the past, right? Because we all heard uh, that there was some, you, there was issues when, you know, that stipulation came up. We know that it was removed, but it's still there. People remember that. So all you can do moving forward is have, you know, good faith and show it through your actions. And if Kyler really is involved, and as Michael said, he's the leader of this team and keep involved in this process, it can only bode well that they can identify someone that's going to collectively build the roster around him, Johnny and Bo, yeah. and help Kyler in the process. Can you can you help me debunk something, a hot take from a current analyst in uh, Robert Griffin III saying that – Let's do it. That this that addendum for Kyler Murray was the beginning of the end for the Arizona Cardinals is well before that. Am I right by saying that that RG three is off by that? That he's off. I, I I mean, there's they have time, um, but I think that it was I think that it was disrespectful. I I, I do as yeah. A, as I don't the only that. yeah the only the only I, I mean, way I don't, they, I, yeah, the only I, way I, to recover I, from that is if they start winning games. Winning games, Johnny. That that's exactly it. But I mean, and they can only do that because you showed disrespect, Bo, by putting that in. We haven't heard of it, maybe in other contracts, and maybe because of visibility of the game today that we do hear about those stipulations and contracts. Yeah. But you haven't heard that before. But all Michael and whoever he hires as a GM can do moving forward, because we see guys like Aaron Rodgers. Granted, there's a big you know difference between Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray. They're both superstars, but Aaron Rodgers has a championship. Aaron Rodgers has MVP, so he's going to get be involved in those conversations. Conversations. And one may say that, you know, Kyler hasn't deserved that yet. Yeah, he's a great ch- talent, but he hasn't deserved that yet in terms of his consistent performance. And Michael's probably like a little bit old school, right? Like, hey, you got to earn it before, you know, we yeah. give you all this money and you're talking, you're meeting with the player personnel. But I think given what's happened, you know, and everything, all the changes that Michael has made, you know, firing Steve, I mean, releasing Steve Kahn of his duties, firing Cliff Kingsbury, and also involving Kyler, I think he's. I think he's open for new opportunities for this team, and he's changing of the guard. I think that in order to be better, he has to change too, and that's why we see these changes coming. One last thing on this, and I'm just going to throw it out there, completely speculating irresponsibly, but the fact that he that he was willing to put that in Kyler's contract, and you know, everybody seems to think that that was Bidwill's doing. When we look at two guys who they let go of earlier today in, in in Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. I wonder if they had similar type addendums or clauses in their contracts to where they fell short of those and, and maybe they're not on as big of a hook money monetarily wise going forward. Well John Gambadaro of Arizona Sports said the contracts were guaranteed, but for how okay. many years we'll we'll see. But I mean, listen, Please. I is <laughs> no, I think I think there's probably some truth to that. Maybe an option year in the last year, but I mean, this this franchise is, I think, worth five to six billion dollars, and I it hosts Super Bowls. Like they have more money than than they know what to do with. Um, jo- uh, Joel, uh, in the chat, thank you for the dollar uh, ninety nine super chat, Joel. When can they hire a head coach? Well, anytime. But I think they're going to take their time, rightfully so. GM head candidates are being lined up, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute. I would imagine that comes first, unless there's a Sean Payton kind of announcement which i expect yeah. to come as well brother numsy uh do, or 99 cent super sticker thank you so much you guys we appreciate all the love we've had a banger of a day it has been a slog getting through this season but it's because of all of you that we've made it to this point we love all of you and now it's a it's a healing time right and what better place than to do that and to start new beginnings than on the DraftKings sportsbook app wild card weekend listen the cardinals aren't playing hopefully by next year they'll be in the wild card but right now all you new and get this existing customers can get a no sweat bet each day of the wild card round each weekend, not the weekend, 
each day. All you got to do is place an NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to 10 bucks. So if you lose, you put a 10 spot down, you get a free 10 bucks back. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL. Get $250 in free bets instantly. So it's a double dip. PHNX, $5 bet, $200 in free bets instantly. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. J.J. Watt, our final DraftKings king of the game yesterday with his two-sack performance against the San Francisco 49ers. J.J.'s gone. Steve Kime is gone. Cliff Kingsbury is gone. We're still here, though, Bo. That's right. And uh, a bunch of the Arizona Cardinals players, I'm sure, were making some January tea times, mm. uh, probably back as early as November. You yeah. need to make your next tea time be the PHNX Tea Party, presented by our friends over at Four Peaks. You got to come to the party this Friday the 13th. We're all hanging out together. You can believe that Johnny, myself, the rest of the PHNX Cardinals crew are going to be hanging out, talking who's going to be the next head coach, who's going to be the next GM. We're going to have that discussion with you and all of our diehards renting out the entire driving lanes. We're just going to go let the big dog eat, hit some bombs out there, hit some lasers, get that big drive energy out there, all while enjoying the great, delicious brews from Four Peaks. Of course, you got your Kilt Lifter, you got your Wow Wheats, you've got your Pumpkin Porter still on tap, which is unreal. And of course, the PHNX Suns crew are going to be out there begging, not for rain, but actually for a Suns win. For God's sake, yeah. they need it at this point. They lost six straight. They're going to have their pregame. They're going to have their watch party. They're going to have their postgame all there at the Dobson Ranch Golf Course. Come join us. You got the beer samples. You got the swag. All you need to do is click the link in the description. Reserve your spot right now. And for you diehards, you can save some cash as well in your Discord. You got the special link there for you. Save 20% off this awesome event. Check it out. The PHNX Tea Party Presented by Four Peaks, going down this Friday, the 13th. Ooh, I will be at Dobson Ranch with my entire family. I will be looking to do what Michael Bidwell did today and stiff arm some folks. Stiff arm and Cliff Kingsbury, maybe stiff arm a couple kids. Anybody want to watch my kids as I get a couple wax <laughs> off the tee? Let's go, Dobson Ranch. Let's go, Four Peaks. Let's go, PHNX. Uh, we got to bury the lead a little bit because we get to talk about, how about this? Hot damn. Day one into Black Monday, we got some real reputable general manager candidates for the Arizona Cardinals that they will, in fact, be meeting with. I'm going to run through these rapid fire gentlemen. We know Quentin Harris, Adrian Wilson, their interviews are done, right? So presumably they still have their jobs, but will they become the next GM or co-GM? I don't think that's happening, at least from a co-GM standpoint, but this is happening. Ian Cunningham, Bears assistant GM, once upon a time, Ozzie Newsom's mentee, spent nine years with the Baltimore Ravens, five years with the Philadelphia Eagles. He is interviewing for the Cardinals' GM job. How about double-dipping with San Francisco, gutting that franchise? <laughs> Ran Carthen, 49ers director of pro personnel. He's coming in for an interview, as is Adam Peters, who is the 49ers' assistant GM. And to put a cherry on top, at least for today's reports, Monty Ozenfort, the Titans director of player personnel, also interviewing for the job. That's four, count them, four external candidates, all of which are around the circling uh, cycle for hiring not only this offseason, but last offseason. Bo, you look at that list. Mm -hmm. That tells me Michael Bidwell, he's not fucking around. No, he's not. It's it's an impressive list. And like... You hear these names, and most for the most part, even for the non-casuals out there, like the, the diehard football fans, 
you're kind of like, okay, who's that? Because they're they're assistant GMs for the most part. They're guys, player personnel department. Like if if you knew who they were, you're definitely not a casual on the tip of the cap to you. But like Ian Cunningham, when you when you do the research, a guy who's got two interviews already He's locked in. He, he is big time. And Ozzie Newsom is a guy who who really s- kind of set the groundwork as far as that that Baltimore Ravens organization just being steady and being so consistent as far as being in the thick of things and having deep rosters. And no matter who the quarterback is, being having success, you love that. And then what's going on in San Francisco? I mean, w- the common theme here, guys, is these are these are organizations that have consistently won. I yeah. mean, Tennessee, I know they fell out of the playoffs and they lost seven straight, but they were also bit by the injury bug. They were also bit by the injury bug last year. They what win they a lot. Last year, they went to the they won the AFC regular season crown uh, with all those injuries without Derrick Henry for a long time with Ryan Tannehill leading the way. I mean, you got to have good, solid, deep rosters in, in order to do that. So I think that they're they're going down the right track, DA. Yeah, they're definitely trending in the right direction. I, and I like Cunningham with his Eagles in, in Baltimore history because these teams, including Pete Peters and Carthon, they know how to build the trenches and they know yeah. how to get, you know, build up their team through the draft process, yeah. identify guys that are going to stick and keep them, right? I think that over the years we've seen throughout the Arizona Cardinals, they haven't keep their talent. And you mm-hmm. see teams like Baltimore and the Eagles and they keep their talent and that's why they're competitive every year year in and year out we've seen what firsthand what the 49ers can do you know when their ability to to get pieces key pieces and and do well you know well in the draft and that's also a privilege of you know drafting high which the Arizona Cardinals have the ability to do so they could identify a guy that they could get that's going to be around this roster and have maybe that Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa impact on your on your football club but I think when you could identify guys like that and get those pieces in free agency, which we didn't see in the past years with the Arizona Cardinals, this can go well for this ball club. I mean, will it happen? We don't know. But I think that, you know, Michael said that he's willing to do whatever it takes and open up that checkbook to get these guys. But to, if you could get a guy that that knows what it looks like, win ball games, draft well, and have guys play at a high level, that's all you want. And, and they're definitely starting the right direction with these cast of characters. Let me read off a couple names for you guys as far as Baltimore and their success in the first round. Tyler yeah. Lindenbaum. I think Kyle Hamilton, you know, the jury's out on him, but if you watch him play at Notre Dame, I think he'll probably be fine. You got Patrick Queen. You've got Lamar Jackson, Hayden Hurst, Marlon Humphrey, Ronnie Staley, CJ Mosley. I mean, you've got some big time players. Whoa, whoa, whoa. let me stop you there Devin with Lamar Duvernay, Jackson. Just, no, let, 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 let's just let's just stop there with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, yeah. people didn't know what position he was going to play. Right. And I mean, they tailored the whole offense to make it work. I mean, dude has a seventy percent winning percentage, and they have really just a tight end. They've had receivers come in and yeah. out. They have a Baltimore solid running and game. Tennessee do less with more yes. than any franchise. Yes. Who in the was NFL? completely out yes. on Lamar Jackson? A quarterback hungry team named the Arizona Cardinals. They didn't even they didn't, <laughs> didn't even want sniff him. Sniff it. Didn't they even didn't consider. sniff it. That's why he okay. lasted until the 32nd overall pick. But they took Josh Rosen in the very same draft. But but that, I mean to, Johnny, real quick before you get that, I think that's why it's so important that we get a guy like that because they can mm-hmm. identify the coaches that can maximize that talent. Right? Yeah, had, and, we talked about the first round draft picks with this team. That's it. And whereas in, you see them in Baltimore, they play and they flourish. And that's why, again, this is going to be unpopular, but I'm going to continue to say this. That's why I think the Cardinals will be foolish to promote from within. And I like Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson as people and as an executives. I'm sure they're very well qualified. Quentin Harris is interviewing, by the way, for the Tennessee job. Mm-hmm. A-Dub, I, I would imagine, is going to get a call. But I, I, I saw this 
um, report from, I think it was Mark, uh, Mark Garofalo of NFL.com and NFL Network saying that Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson addressed the team recently with pointed comments, particularly A-Dub, that registered with veterans. I know Adrian Wilson can get a locker room going. That's not why I'm hiring Adrian Wilson. Like, I don't need Adrian Wilson to be a rah-rah guy, like getting the veterans enthused. That's what my fucking head coach does. I need him to be able to find undrafted free agents from whatever, Kalamazoo or whatever, and make them, right, from, from Northwestern, Damian Anderson, and make them into <laughs> players. I don't know if they can do that. Now, I'm not going to sit here and and shit on the idea of promoting from within. If they if that's what they end up with, I'll be I'll embrace it. I'll be excited for them if they get that opportunity, whether it's Quinton or probably A-Dub would be the favorite right now, I would classify, of the two. But, man, I just... That, that to me is like Cardinals rah-rah from within. That's not what I need for my GM. I, yeah. If you're John Lynch, you can do that because you're winning and you developed and drafted all these guys. You can go in the locker room and, and fuck around with George Kittle and everybody because you drafted all those guys. You brought them in. You built this team. But, like, I don't I don't need Adrian Wilson to go and, and, and do rah-rah stuff with the veterans on this team, half of which will probably be gone next year. Right. I need better players. I need them to go into the draft with 10 picks and hit on seven of them and find three impact players, right? And I'm not saying Adrian Wilson can't do that, but, like, that – that to me, it's this van stuff with, and then this A Dub and Quentin Harris stuff. It's just like stop. I go and meet with other people, and thankfully they're doing that. And I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but I see that. And I'm like Cardinals. If you're putting that out there, you are, your fans are smarter than that. They don't need to hear that. Most of the fans, I would say, seven out of the ten fans, they they preface everything by saying we love Adrian Wilson. He's a mm-hmm. legend. He's got his jersey retired. I don't need him running the team. He does. I it just unless it, unless it comes to that. Go and find some other options, at least interview some other options, and they're doing that. Well, and Michael Bidwell saying, you know, obviously he's leaning without Steve Kime being there any longer. He's leaning on other executives, front office types around the league, people he trusts. And look, if you can't talk to Sean Payton directly, talk to somebody who knows Sean Payton and just float right. it out there. It's like, what's he think about A-Dub? What's he think about Quentin Harris? Oh, he right. doesn't like him? Cool, cool, cool. Who does he like? You know, let's figure it out, right? I mean, <laughs> cool, because cool, cool. Make, make that decision, find that out, right? right. And if, if he's not interested in that, if if you if your trump card over these, these teams that are going to be in on Sean Payton is power, right. then play that card. If, if, if he wants a GM in place, then, then find the next person, architect, that you think Sean Payton's going to like, there's ways to find it out. And uh, I don't think uh, Steve or Michael Bidwell is oblivious to that. Mikey in the chat. I like A-Dub. Great person, great player. I won an external GM. Again, like, and A-Dub may go and be a GM somewhere else and have huge success. That's great. But this team is more than just their record. They, they are broken from a culture standpoint. They don't know how to develop a football winning, sustainable culture. And maybe A-Dub can do that. And I know we had Saul Bookman, our GM, earlier on the show, and we were talking about, you know, you don't always agree with your with your boss. And if your boss is like, oh, you probably want to change some things. And I I sure as hell know. Adrian Wilson will do things differently than Steve, than Steve Kime. So you can take solace in that. But I just, I think your hit rate goes up significantly when you pull somebody that's seen it done day in and day out. When you take somebody that's in an infrastructure of winning, that they can come over and say, this is how we do things in Baltimore or in San Francisco. Here's how we put together a winning record with quarterback play, by the way, in Baltimore that has not been sustainable because of injury or San Francisco because of injury. I like. I don't know if anybody in the Cardinal organization right now today on January 9th can do that, DA. 
I mean, the, the only reason why I would say why I would push back a little bit against it, because we saw John Lynch have that success in, in San Francisco. Right, guys? Like, I mean, he didn't have that much of, of GM experience and then came in and turned things around. So in, in a dubs, a winner. Right. I mm -hmm. mean, we've seen a third round pick from NC State. I mean, he was bones and could fly. And then he became a grown man in the National Football League and earned yeah. respect and, you know, in the 2020 club and uh, on and so on and so on about his accolades. But, Johnny, yeah. to your point, you don't need them to coach. You need them to identify right. areas of need yeah. and find guys that become that can become football players. And I'm not saying that he can't do that, but I just like having guys from, you know, Cunningham, uh, you know, Carthon, as well as yeah. Peters, that have shown over a period, extended period of time that, hey, this can work because we haven't seen that from the Arizona Cardinals. We've had right. glimpses, right? And, and I mean, I, I'm in total agreement. Although that he could probably identify with and, and see him and Quentin some things that work with Steve Kahn, like, hey, I would do that totally different if I ran this organization. But I think at the end of the day, you know, Michael signs off on anything. And I think the GM is more willing to have that freedom if it's external rather than it being Quentin or Adrian. They've, they've, they've interviewed those guys, the internal candidates. Yeah. They've had their interviews. And, and you just have to appreciate that Bidwill is going to talk to everybody, regardless of what his if his, if his mind's been made up as far as those two guys. And if at the end of the day, he interviews Ian Cunningham and the two guys from San Francisco and the guy from Tennessee and Adrian Wilson is the pick, then he he earned the job, right? He won the interviews and he, and he won over Michael Bidwell. I won't argue with that. I don't, I don't think it's as significant as, as the head coach. And he, he earned it by, by acing the interview and acing, you know, this interim job that he's had for about a month. I, I won't have a problem with that. I, I'm just I, I won't either. Yeah, I just I'm I glad that Bidwell's he's he's doing what he said he's going to do and cast that right. net and right. talk to different the, people. Worst case scenario would have been the co-GM bullshit that we got tweeted out this weekend. That was a right. possibility, and we thought they were going to trot them up there in some dog and pony show, ridiculous circus. Nobody does that. No one has co-GMs. No one like this franchise needs to go through the interview process with all these qualified candidates, including Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson. Michael did exactly what he was supposed to do, but I, I like this comment here. Uh, by Arise in the chat. Hire a successful outside GM, and he works with A.W. and Quentin Harris. Get them jobs sure. like they're doing in San Francisco, and let that be a, a fixture of your culture. San Francisco churns out GMs and head coaching candidates every offseason. But, but how does that sit? How does that sit, Johnny, in terms of the – you know I mean, and I know it's well, business no, versus ego. Right, but if, if you've got the right person, then you're okay. fine. But you you have, I have enough self-awareness and self-confidence – that, like, once upon a time, what did Bruce Arians do? He got Todd Bowles a head job twice. He got mm -hmm. Todd Bowles. He elevated Todd Bowles because he was comfortable enough in himself to empower Todd Bowles. But he had to show but Todd But they have Bowles. years. They have years, and they have a relationship. Right. But I, I just – I don't – I think somebody could come in with Quentin and Adrian and remaining as VPs and getting – you have to have success first before or you just get teach him. Like you said, no Johnny, one, teach him. I, 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 I could be wrong here. No one's hiring Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson other than the Cardinals. Well, we'll see. And if if they if they get another job somewhere else, then like great, good, that's yeah, awesome. awesome. Four, that's, four and thirteen, and you, that's your new GM for an external franchise. But I mean, how, how quickly we forget? I mean, they were just what last year. You know, we well, I mean, sound like Michael playoffs. Bidwell now with your twelve and two talk <laughs> at the press conference. But no, no, I'm just saying how quickly we forget. You got to take the sum. You can't just look at the end and be like, oh, they were ass and they were never good. I mean, there were some times yeah. where they were successful. There were some draft picks who did come and play. The, their view, they're viewed as up and comers, just as much as some of these other GMs. I mean, Harris, this is not going to be his first time interviewing for a GM spot. He interviewed with the Bears last year, and he's obviously a name that 
that people respect and, and are, are willing to have a conversation with about running their franchise. And, and the, the Cardinals obviously see that. I, I, I see where you're coming from, Johnny. I don't disagree with you. I'm, I'm glad it is what well. it is. Why, why, the Cardinals don't draft well. Their personnel, their free agency. Yeah, but look who was, call, who was calling the shots at the end of the day. I mean, we all have great okay, ideas so we're, that we're we want to share with they, our bosses and that we hope that they use them, but they're not they going to use everything. Right? We're going to say that time did everything. We're, okay, if that's the mindset, then it, then if if we can get you know confirmation or Michael. this has been all time or Michael <laughs> and that Cliff – or Adrian and Quentin, they have ideas and they haven't been utilized. Like, what did Kime say once upon a time? He's like, I wanted Adrian Peterson, but Rod Graves wanted Levi Brown. Like, that was the scenario back then, right? And Russ Grimm and Ken Wisenhunt trumped uh, Steve Kime. He's put that out there. Kime wanted Russell Wilson. You're, you're just, you're, you're hurt. You are, you're damaged by this franchise. Oh, I can I just, just see it. You know, you're, you're, it's going to take I, a while for the, for those wounds to heal. And I understand that. And I see where you're coming from. Absolutely. No, look, and I don't. don't I don't mean to be disrespectful. Don't put that on a dub. But guys, this is all about timing, right? Like yeah. this, this whole game is all about timing. If you're looking for another position, obviously it's best to spark, spark when you're hot, right? Just like yeah. Kyler, Cliff, and good thing that they did because they all, hopefully they all got paid upon upon their departure. One on the injury, Cliff got his guaranteed money, and ho- I don't know how it impacts Kime in terms of him walking away. But you know, in terms of their families, right? They get that financial security. That's why we're all doing this. You know, what I mean, in, in terms of your professionalism. So just like Q, just like Adrian, depending, it's not a good time right now, but I mean, I think that there's still credible, you know, guys who would be considered for positions around the NFL. And we get, we do potentially stick within the organization. We do this discussion with respect to respect to listen. I got what I needed today. I think everybody got what they needed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If we fast forward a month from, from now and and Adrian Wilson's running this team, I'm going to be team A-Dub because Hot damn. Will you, though, Johnny? Will uh, you? Yes, of course I will. Get that out of here. <laughs> Steve Kimes, gone. Cliff Kingsbury's gone. I mean, I feel like at the very least they're going to go with, a, I would think, an external head coach. And I think Adrian Wilson. What's yeah, up? Why is that biased? Why is that biased? If, if yeah, they, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I really don't. I mean, we're well, I think to because where we I can, agree with the external search. And, and yeah, do your due diligence, Michael. Yeah, absolutely. Do your due diligence. We're yeah. all about exploring other opportunities. I, I, mean, I let me speak up for my my co-hosts here and say that they I, their preference would also be to go external. I think would would yeah. is that correct? For sure. Everybody on here is team external. Let's Look, get if, some new blood in. If we had today and we're sitting here and we're we're spiking the football after today. And then it's all said and done that it's Vance Joseph and the co-GMs or either one or Quentin Harris or, or Adrian Wilson. I think you you can't – I don't think you could spend that to a fan we're base. Gonna have a, we're going to have a problem. Yeah. You we're going to have good. a problem. We don't have any problems today. We got first world problems, baby. <laughs> Talking about the Arizona Cardinals, turn into chapter anew. We're going to keep this conversation going. But, gentlemen, I want to remind you guys, if you are not on Underdog Fantasy, what are you doing? The regular season is over Daily fantasy is where it's at as we enter the postseason. Dabble a little on the NBA if you want. Maybe not on the Suns because things are think times are tough. Times are tough. But Underdog does daily fantasy sports differently. Draft your team against five of your friends and the highest scoring squads for the night. Wins that cold, hard cash. Draft six NBA players with no positional limits. And that is it. Pick all shooting guards. Do whatever the hell you want on Underdog Fantasy because it's daily and it's full free. It's easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com. Download the app, sign up with promo code, you guessed it, PHNX, and get this. Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. So you put in a hundy, bam, you get a hundy right back to dabble. What better time than to pump up 
underdog fantasy right now than the fo- football playoffs right around the corner. Playoffs. Man, oh, man. Playoffs. Take all the hires. Niners against the Seattle Seahawks. Doing an underdog fantasy. Do it with PHNX. Get in on the action today. It's days like today where the OGs just hits different, right? <laughs> OGs brands is going to taste that much better. Even on the dog days, even after w- losing seven straight and the staring down potentially another year at Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, OGs can help better your life. Let's talk about flavoring your life. Let's talk about flavoring your dreams. OGs can do it all. Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen, it's got a gummy with some cannabis in it for everyone. Let's talk about their brand new CBD to THC happy balance ratio. Can't get better than that. The flavors are unmatched. Strawberries and cream. And you can find all of their great brands, all their great products in your local dispensary. But also you got to check out their website for all their fantastic products, all of their gummies, including the raspberry orange, the orange cream sickle, their sleep time gummy. Any of you out there just kind of, you're going to have a tough time sleeping these days just thinking about the future of the Arizona Cardinals. Who could they hire as head coach? Who could they hire as GM? Your mind will wander. You don't need that. You need a good solid eight hours of sleep and good old OGs can get you there. Take that sleep time gummy. It'll help put you to sleep and keep you to sleep. Check out all their products, ogsbrands.com. You're saying, what's he saying? OGs, O-G-E-E-Z, brands.com, and on Instagram as well, at ogsbrands. That'd be 21. So this morning, uh, before we got news of, of everything that went down, and I was in a, I was in a bad place. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was worried about the future of this franchise, and um, so I, I started searching for some mock drafts, and I Ooh. found one. Uh, and I'm not going to plug it because I don't want to plug sites other than gophnx.com because, of course. <laughs> uh, but two quarterbacks went ahead of the Arizona Cardinals, and the Cardinals got to pick between Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. Let's go. The Arizona Cardinals have the third pick in the draft. Here is the draft order in case you missed it. We have been saved by Mr. Worldwide himself. Russell Wilson was cooking yesterday. <laughs> How about this draft order, baby? Arizona Cardinals, 4-13. Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited, not Mr. Rural Ride. God damn it. <laughs> that was me as a 34-year-old white man trying to be cool. Uh, Chicago, Houston, might dabble in the quarterback market, or at least the Chicago Bears may trade down. Indianapolis is going to one up in there. How about a little Vegas action, a little Atlanta, a little Carolina, a little New Orleans. And there are sweet baby Arizona Cardinals at pick number three. Oh, man, they are going to get, in my opinion, the best overall prospect and player in this draft to go with a new GM and a new head coach. I thought Christmas was two weeks ago. It's today on January 9th. Gentlemen, we've buried the lead because this is a huge story. The Cardinals also have the 35th pick in the draft. They've got two third rounders. I mean, what a smorgasbord, Bo for the new GM to come in and really put an imprint on his team. Do you want, do you want to hear more good things? Yes. When we see Chicago atop the draft board, because go to Lovey Smith, their former coach that led him to a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman gave yeah. Houston, the old double bird on his way out of town and kind of sank and torpedoed their chance at the top pick by winning over the Colts yesterday. Right now, according to the betting odds at bet online, the Bears, will they trade the number one overall pick? It's an overwhelming yes. It's minus 180 that they will they will trade that pick. You wouldn't even make your money back because they're overwhelming favorites to trade that. No team's probably going to trade up 
as, as skilled as they are and probably the best players in the draft for Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. It's likely no. going to be a quarterback-hungry team, and the Arizona Cardinals could potentially have two quarterback-hungry teams in front of them picking and have the pick of the draft litter as far as the top prospect available. Yeah, especially if you could – I mean, you either sit there or move back, depending on the calls that you get. But I think we're – if if we're taking the, the philosophy of casting that big net far and wide, you got to you gotta have the phone lines open and, and see what options are there. For sure, if I, I believe Will Anderson is this – you know, Jalen Carter has the ability to prove us all wrong tonight and go out there and yeah. have a stellar game. Like, we've seen some, some you know, bold performances. But Will Anderson has been Mr. Consistent, and he's one of those – those body types that fits that Bosa, you know, type family. So, you know, a guy that can play, drop, do a little bit of everything, and definitely what the Arizona Cardinals need after losing a guy like J.J. and also Chandler Jones and their inability to get to the quarterback this season. Um, but I like the, po- the potential possibility of teams like Indianapolis maybe yeah. moving one spot back and getting another second-round pick. Because yeah. you got to think what you, what you said, Johnny, about the two-thirds – that's one, yeah, right, Bogan? <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's one about you know the two thirds. That's that's one of the picks to New Orleans if you want to get Sean Payton. So there's a right. lot of options here, a, a lot of things that the Cardinals can do and Michael can do. Hopefully, he calls us and asks us what we think because we could break it down for him. My Keep God, it. I'm looking simple. at Will Anderson's stats at Alabama. They are unbelievable. He's a dude. I, mean, I think dude. I I think that the overall consensus is that he's a smidge above. Jalen Carter, at least 34 and a half sacks, 58 and a half tackles for a loss playing for Bama in three seasons. I mean, the only thing that hurts him, I think, is just because the the hit rate for Bama outside backers has not been there. And we've talked about that. We're going to be at the senior bowl. D'Amico Ryan. We're going to be at the combine. (laughs) Yeah, I think D'Amico, man, oh, man, he he would do something special with one of these two players. I love your idea, uh, DA, of if, I mean, CJ Stroud, we all need to write. Mr. Ohio State, a nice thank you letter for his performance and <laughs> what should have been a dub against Georgia. Because everybody's like, oh, shit, CJ Stroud maybe is that dude. Bro. Will Levis is probably hopefully going to go to the combine and throw 80-yard frozen ropes and get his <laughs> tattooed ass in the top five. Would love to see that. Uh, I, I think Cardinals are in a position because let's not forget about Houston, right? They fucked up the number one overall pick. Last year, they got cute. They said, we don't need a quarterback, right? And they made the right decision. wasn't a great quarterback class. They have to take quarterback, too. They have to. They're going to go all in with a coach like a Josh McCown. They're going to give him a big contract, right? And they're going to pair him with a young quarterback. That's how they're going to sell this franchise. So I think Bryce Young is going first overall, and I think either Will uh, Will Levis or C.J. Stroud is going number two. I really do think there's a great chance that both position players are there for the Cardinals. And nice. I know people, people want to trade down. Real quick, D.A., I know people want to trade down, and I'm pro-trading down one to two spots. This team does not have enough blue-chip 1A players, franchise caliber players. I'm going to trust this new regime, whomever it is, that they can find impact players in later rounds. Starters, right? Good players. But the first round, top 10, top five, is for the ass kickers. It's for the people that you give franchise caliber money to. It's for the Boses. It's for the Quinn and Williams, right? So I I am, when people say trade down, get more picks, to me, the Cardinals, I... I don't want to be playing in that boat. And Michael Bidwell, DA, said it today. Like, we're talented. They are. They're not talented enough, though. And that's where these guys, these SEC ass kickers, can come in and really help. No, you definitely need depth. And you need you need, you need those SEC players. But Jackson F. in the chat um, just effed up my day by saying that the, the number one pick will be Will Anderson. And three, with Carter, the Cardinals will get Carter. And I'm not okay. I mean, I'm okay with that. But I think that getting that Will Anderson, Johnny, Bo, do you think that there is any wiggle room? 
well, for the Cardinals I, to try and potentially try and secure that. Hey, we're going to get him there. I like I like their two rookies, Bo. I think they're I think they're better off at pass rusher than they are at defensive line. It, it, like I said earlier today on our emergency pod, it, for the first time, Cardinals fans can be thankful for a good problem to have. I mean, Anderson or Carter. Yeah. It's tough to decipher, and, and we'll we'll definitely do it by you know obviously checking out scouting these guys as, as best as we can. But uh, man, it, it, yeah, I mean, as I said, it's it's not even money. I mean, the Bears are overwhelming favorites to trade this pick. They so want picks. They're they're open for business. If they're they going if to they trade, trade the out one, it's probably to a quarterback hungry yeah, team. Sure. So you've got two quarterbacks going in front of you. You get to pick or. You could be the team to move up if you want to give that. And I mean, if it's Sean Payton, Johnny, he's a guy that's he's no, notorious for moving up, not moving down in the draft. What happened a couple of years ago when there was a quarterback rich draft? Teams traded up well before the draft, and yep. we had three quarterbacks going the first yep. three picks. Zach Wilson's broke ass, went second overall. Trevor Lawrence went first, and Trey Lance, Mr. Bus in San Francisco, went third overall, right? Could we see a repeat of that? Pick your point. Who do you want? Pick your preference. A quarterback signal caller, Will Levis, CJ Stroud, Bross Young. Nobody's perfect, but they're all top 10 caliber players. Then you got old Arizona saying we got Kyler Murray, Michael Bidwell saying he'll be back. He's explosive. And I think that that's an underlying point. We didn't really emphasize. We're going to get into that. Like people are talking about Kyler Murray's done. Like Kyler Murray's coming back. Kyler Murray's coming back in October. And this time next year, he'll be hundred percent ready to go, you know, and hopefully the Cardinals are in the mix for, for a postseason birth. But Man, this is this is the best place. And I put this tweet out, and I'll double down on it. The Cardinals in 2018, even with the first overall pick, were not in this good of a spot. The Cardinals in 2012 were certainly not in this good of a spot. Think about it. you have your quarterback. You have a your your owner now is is really going to take this rebuild seriously and look for help externally. And you're going to get the best position player potentially in the draft. I mean, you could not where we were 24 hours ago to now or maybe 36 hours ago when you thought maybe you'd still have the fourth pick and that, that cliff would be safe and that you didn't know how seriously Michael was going to take this to now. Oh my God. It's just a complete turnaround, Bo. You can't ask for anything more. No, you can't. I mean, especially coming off a four and 13 season, it's right. It is, it is Shawshank. You, you just, you, Andy Dufresne it. You, you just crawled through 300 yards of shit and yeah. you got here. Now the now the rain's pouring down on you. It's washing you as a Cardinals fan, all the crap off of you, and now you can look forward. Now there's there's going to be some major, major decisions to be made. You still have to get the right people in place to take advantage of all these assets. I mean, they're useless if you don't know what to do with them. It's, it's like when people used to tell me, hey, Steve Kime needs to flip this pick for more picks. Why? He can't draft. Like you gotta you gotta get the right guy in there. And and Michael Bidwell seems determined to do so. And, and that's why people are so pumped about today. Guys, we just had in the chat it said, who was the last time that the, the Cardinals had a, a, a good three technique? And I mean, I think he just I mean, or a D tackle. I think he just retired one in, 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 in JJ Watt, but also Calais Campbell. I mean, yeah. he was yeah, homegrown. A stalwart. Yeah, homegrown. And if you could get a player like that, I mean, in, in his, you know, impact went beyond the, the stat sheet, right? I mean, just his ability to garner, you know, centers and, and guards or tackles and let those linebackers just fly and play. And, I mean, that's why I'm kind of torn. And, I mean, I see the guys lighting it up in the chat talking about, you know, Hutchinson. He had, he, he had more hurries than Hutchinson. And Hutchinson's a rookie player of the year, defensive player of the year. And, and what Carter can be able to do, we saw in the semifinal game, hopefully has a, a stellar performance today. But I think you can't – 
Johnny, to your point, the Arizona Cardinals are in such a great position that they can't go wrong uh, with can't. this opportunity that they have at the third pick. Don't you even – you could say that Campbell played – you know, he played a little outside DE. Um, I mean, maybe 9-0 was the last time you had, like, a true defensive tackle, right? I yeah, mean, I mean, Campbell was a five there. technique and a 3-4, but, yeah, Dockett was the beef in the middle yeah. when you were – when it went to a Super Bowl. He had three sacks in the Super Bowl. Um, but, I mean, we were spoiled oh. with Chandler Jones, one playoff berth with Chandler Jones, and he was an ass kicker almost every year. I mean, those are – if I, if I if I said what are the like the five most important positions in the NFL, you would say those two positions plus like quarterback, tackle, and corner, right? Or maybe throw them wide out. But I, I just a disrupting defensive tackle that can pressure the quarterback from within. I, maybe I'm just so bullish on these rookies that I they were I feel like their growth was stunned a little bit by this coaching staff and with I, with a different group maybe they they can hit their stride eight to twelve sacks at least one of them I feel like will be a double digit sack artist. But that doesn't mean you pass on Will Anderson. So I, I, it's a great problem to have. The Arizona Cardinals are set at number three. That ain't changing. Even if Sean Payton comes here, newsflash, it ain't going to be for for the third overall pick. We're going to have plenty of time to talk about Sean Payton. Check out what our guy Howard Balzer has going on at gophnx.com. Slam the promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. Become a diehard right now. Get exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. 20% off our big tea party this Friday at Dobson Ranch with Four Peaks and Company. You will not be sorry that you did. There's no better time, gentlemen, than to hop into the member Discord for everybody here in the chat. Yell at Bo and I. Talk about who you want as the head coach and GM because, again, the season is over, but the offseason has begun, and Bo, nobody owns the offseason like PHNX and PHNX Cardinals. No doubt about it. Looking forward to those events like the Senior Bowl and uh, scouting these players and then, of course, the Combine. It's going to be unreal. Got to keep it locked up, especially. Look, we can't use it anymore. The trapdoor like thing any longer. What What are we going to go to now? What do we pivot to? Is it Is it Sean Payton is the next head coach? Just hit that like button if you want. Sean Payton is the next Cardinals head coach. It's I that think simple. so. That sounds That sounds appropriate. <laughs> that's that's an easy button, guys. Yeah. Like button. That's easy. Yeah, it, yeah. And I feel uh, like easy. we've we've graduated from a point. It kind of felt like Sean Payton or Bus for a little while. And now that like Michael Bidwell is, is taking this seriously and we know the change is imminent, like would anybody be sh- surprised if Sean Payton was the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals? I feel like two months ago when this show was promoting that idea, Bo, DA, it was getting scoffed at. And mm-hmm. now it's like, well, they're the Vegas favorite. They have every incentive to hire him. Kyler Murray's a priority with this next coaching staff. It's just like, let's just let's keep checking boxes. Top three pick, check. New regime, check. I mean, you get a Super Bowl winning head coach and Michael Bidwell pays up. I mean, you talk about a turnaround overnight. Overnight for a franchise that literally looked dead and buried a couple of weeks ago. Johnny, I've learned to be cautiously optimistic how I navigate through life. Don't get me wrong. Sean Payton, yeah. I think, is is the automatic first choice. But I think what's more promising to me is identifying these potential general managers yeah. and what they've, they've where they come from and what they've been able to do. And I know that people automatically jumped out and said, the Bears, the Bears, how how are you trying to get a GM from the Bears? And it's like they don't even know about, you know, like my, my college coach used to say, like, no one wants to see the labor. They just want to see the baby. You know what that's I mean? Right. Like they don't even, they don't pay attention. They don't know about them until you read, and that's why they tune into shows like us, where Bo, yourself, and myself fill them in on you know their history and their accolades and what they've been able to do. And that's what I'm impressed about because I know that that's hitting a home run. But when you could hit 
you know, singles and doubles and you never strike out and you, and, and you stay on base. I mean, that could bode well for the Arizona Cardinals. So if they get any of these guys, whether it be Cunningham, Carthon, or Peters, I think they're definitely trending in the right direction. You get a coach that compliments that, that's doing all the right things. Can we do it one last time? I want you guys to become body language experts and read uh, Michael Bidwell. When I asked him today at the press conference, point blank, if Sean Payton was going to be one of the guys that he interviews. Let's look at the clip real quick, and then you guys do your work. I'm not going to get into details of uh, any of the candidates we're, we're reaching out to other than to acknowledge that uh, I've done the two interviews, with uh, one with uh, Adrian, one with Quinn. What do you guys think? I mean, he got real happy for a Jordan second. in the <laughs> chat. Mo deserves a raise. Asked him straight up. What is everybody in this chat? Ding, ding, ding. Been, asked, been asking. I mean, he looked happy. The last six months. Ask real questions. PHNX, Bo Brock's getting it done. How about that? MVP, you're the real MVP. Respect, Bo. Respect, Bo. Respect, man. What do we think? Look at that. Look at that, yeah, look at that. Look at that shit-eating grin he had. Uh, it's like, hello, I've, I already, I've already been in touch with, with old Sean. And yeah, right. we're gonna have, we're gonna have we were coffee. texting. We were That's texting. right. He was in his building. He was wearing a TCU t-shirt with his kids at the Fiesta Bowl. He was in State Farm Stadium. You think they had a combo? about Steve Kime, too, by the way. I think they were, with a smile like that, they were passing notes like they were in, in French right. class. It just, they're going to they're gonna inquire, and that's all you can ask for. And you can make a run. And if, if Sean wants to end up in L.A., like, there's nothing Michael can do about that. But I just, I'm smitten with Michael Bidwell right now. I'll smile at Michael <laughs> Bidwell if I see him. Because Michael, I mean, he... I don't. I don't want to get on a, a a soapbox about this, but there. I mean, there was a lot of concern heading into today. Articles, comments, radio clips that Michael was trending on on going the wrong way as an owner, and not to speak ill will of his of his late father, but it was he was going to turn into what this product was in the '80s and the '90s under his dad. And I think Michael took a hard right turn and proved a ton of people wrong today in saying I'm going to write a check for to make people go away. And I'm going to hold court and I'm going to talk up the guys I have here and I'm going to cast a wide net and I'm going to get this right. I mean, if you're I watched that press conference and I said that that is an A plus press conference. I'm not kissing anybody's ass. I've been ripping this team for two months. I, I got no dog in this fight. I want this team to succeed like everybody else. That, that was big time today. I enjoyed the hell out of that press conference. Yeah. To, to answer the question, how did I look? I looked just like Bidwell. It was like two guys, big old smiles looking at each other. What? You going to talk to Sean Bate? He's like, I don't know. I can't. I'm not going to give any details on that. He's like, wow, do you know something? Do you know something? <laughs> what do you know? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. It's like when I'm on the game time app and I see those 60% off tickets last minute. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to dabble, but probably I'm going to dabble on game time. Save up to 60% on tickets. When you buy them last minute, it's the best way to support us. Buying the link in the show notes. We got concerts coming up, Suns games on the discount right. Hopefully game time tickets available for Arizona Cardinal games next fall with a new regime. I mean, all we all we didn't get today was an announcement of new uniforms, I feel like. That's that's the one thing we didn't get today. <laughs> it's coming. Totally responsible that. It's coming. But, but Bo didn't have that in his, in his questions today, but I best believe that he'll, he'll ask that next time. Sure. I mean, what it, it, this, this, the excitement for this team, the hype train would just, it would be unstoppable. If you added that on top of it's a new GM, a new coach, a third overall pick, and new uniforms with Kyler Murray coming back and driven to prove all of his doubters wrong, I mean, that would be unreal. Sean Payton's going to come out in full new uniform with the team's <laughs> new threads. 
uh, with Kevin James. That's what we're going to see. Uh, good question in the chat. Mike asking, you guys going to be on Radio Row for Super Bowl? Uh, yes. yes. Yes, we will. And maybe we'll get a a one-on-one with the new head coach and or GM of the Arizona Cardinals should they make the decision by then. Everybody do me a hot favor. Like this video. Subscribe to PHNX Sports. we got a lot of newcomers. Welcome, friends and family. We do this every day. It's fun. The team is back. The healing has begun. Subscribe to PHNX Cardinals wherever you get your podcast. We're running it back tomorrow. We'll be back. Damian Anderson, Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable. Congratulations, Cardinal fans. It's a new day. Yes, it is. We'll see you tomorrow.